you can just throw it in your compost bin or literally bury it in the ground and it just goes to nothing. Um, so I was the first business in Victoria and the third business in the whole of Australia to get this <laughs> packaging. Great. Thanks for tuning into our Roth podcast. We love having you here and it is our mission to bring you the latest and greatest sustainable tips, skills and know-how to make you the best that you can be. We know that you've got it in you and we're going to show you how. Now, let's rough it. Hello, everybody. Uh, here's Alex from Reducing Our Footprint. We're um, very privileged and honored to have um, Ellen on board today with us from We Bar None. And just a little introduction on We Bar None. Uh, they create snacks that are delicious, nutritious, filling, ethical, and fit within a wide range of dietary choices and requirements. Uh, Ellen wanted to create a range that ticked all the boxes and would bar none. And uh, We Bar None is also the first Victorian business to use 100% home compostable wrappers on its energy bars, which is fantastic. So thanks very much, um, Ellen, for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me, Alex. Great. Um, I thought maybe we start, uh, I mean, I gave a little introduction, but maybe you would like to kind of introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about We Bar None, maybe how it started and where you guys are at today. Sure. Well, I've been running We Bar None full-time for five years. And I first had the idea for the business uh, when I was living in Canada in 2013. I was just over there for a working holiday and they had such a huge range of healthy convenience foods. And basically I got really jealous because we didn't have any of that <laughs> stuff back in Australia. Uh, so I thought I should bring this back with me. Um, so I started recipe testing and kind of playing around with ingredients and flavors while I was still over there in Canada. Yeah. Um, and then kind of thought of the name, registered the website, that kind of thing. And then uh, when I got back to Australia, I was pretty low on funds because I did a bit of a world trip on the way back. <laughs> awesome. I then uh, went uh, to full-time work or worked six days a week for a year to build up the money to actually go into the business properly. Um, so it was a year later that I, yeah, started this full-time. Fantastic. What a... What a journey, right? And um, yeah. I think what's really interesting, uh, you know, about, about what you do is, um, I mean, there's probably many things that you might want to you know, share with us or wish to share with us. But one thing that's really interesting is the, the compostable uh, packaging. I think that's something very new, really um, innovative. And I think you're some kind of a pioneer <laughs> in Australia <laughs> with regards to that. So can you maybe tell us a little bit more about, you know, what does, it, what does compostable packaging actually mean? Yeah, well, my packaging is the top level, which is home compostable. Yeah. So different from compostable or commercially compostable or biodegradable packaging. Right. Um, so there's a few kind of categories and um, people sometimes don't know what the difference is. Basically, my packaging being home compostable you can deal with it at home. You don't need to get it to a special facility or anything like that. You can just throw it in your compost bin or literally bury it in the ground 
and it just goes to nothing. Um, so I was the first business in Victoria and the third business in the whole of Australia to get this <laughs> packaging. <Great>. Yeah, <laughs> just pretty exciting. I've had it for two years. Uh, so I'm, I'm still only one of a handful of businesses in Australia that have it. I thought that the uptake would be a lot faster than it has been. Uh, I was really excited to be the first one in Victoria. Um, but now it kind of feels like I'm waiting for other people to kind of get on board and catch up. Yeah. Do you, is, there, is there, do you think a reason for the, you know, the lesser uptake or are people still not or suppliers, I guess, are they not aware of it? Or is there a cost factor as well? How, what, what do you think? There's a couple of different reasons why the uptake has been so slow. Um, the first is, I think some of the, the bigger businesses especially are still a bit worried that it's unproven. So they're worried about shelf life, they're worried about the seal. Um, because it hadn't been done before, it's just too big of a risk for them right. to take on because they're talking about massive volumes of packaging. Um, and it's, it's quite a process to transition to a new type of packaging. Um, so I've had some really big businesses in Australia using me as a case study, um, <laughs> cool. taking my business to their board members and saying, look, it's being done, okay. somebody else is doing it. Um, and that's when it gets into cost negotiations and um, it is still quite a lot more expensive than plastic at the moment. It's about yeah. four times as expensive, but obviously there's economies of scale where the more you produce or the more you order, right. the cheaper it is. Yeah. So at the moment it's quite expensive, but if just one of those really big businesses came on board, the price would just plummet for everyone else and it would become a lot more accessible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or maybe uh, long term, you could consider also manufacturing it yourself for all the businesses, right? Because I think it's a really sensational solution. Um, I mean, you know, I'm familiar with, um, like you mentioned, biodegradable packaging. We spoke about it also before. Um, or commercially compostable packaging, but truly compostable that someone at home can just easily, you know, can just put in their compost bin. Uh, without going through some kind of commercial um, or industrial recycler. That is uh, quite unique. So um, I'd love to see obviously more brands and more products kind of taking that on board as a solution because that, that, is, that is an ultimate solution, I guess, to, uh, to the plastic problem that we face today. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. Um, commercially compostable stuff does have that issue where people don't know how to dispose of it. Um, and don't have anywhere to take it. So I know uh, my husband manages a tea and coffee business in Melbourne and they use compostable coffee cups and their supplier actually comes and they have a special bin. The supplier has to come and pick up the coffee cups and take it away for them. Yeah. Um, but that still relies on customers actually taking their used coffee cups back to the business. Right to then be picked up from there. So most people aren't doing that. Most people will be drinking their coffee or, you know, whatever it is, and then throwing the packaging in their landfill bin. So that's not actually of any benefit. That's still going to landfill. Um, compostable stuff does not break down properly in landfill, most of it. Um, so it's not actually that much better for the environment unless you're taking it 
to the right place and dealing dealing with it in the right way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess looking looking forward, uh, could could uh, this compostable packaging be applied to other types of um, products? In your opinion, I mean, obviously you're using it for your bars, but could you see a wider application that other businesses might, or yourself as well, you know, might consider, um, you know, ado adopting the compostable packaging for? The packaging that I use is pretty suitable for a lot of things. So I know there's a couple of other businesses that have tested it in freezing it. Um, so there's an right. ice cream sandwich uh, business in New South Wales that have used it and it's totally cool. fine to be frozen. I know there's, I think, a pet food uh, business that have used it. Uh, there's, a, there's a few different businesses. The real problem with it that I see is that you can't um, package liquids in it. Uh, because the liquid will cause it to break down. So liquids is still a tricky area. I yeah. get contacted by a lot of businesses, um, a lot of beauty or skincare businesses looking for an eco packaging option. Um, and that's hard because I, it's not suitable for them. Um, they're really stuck on kind of glass as maybe the best option, which is difficult because it's heavy sure. and it's breakable. Um, so that, that's a, an issue that still needs to be addressed, definitely. But for any kind of dry goods thing, uh, product, this packaging is totally suitable. Fantastic. I mean, I'm thinking all the monosize, uh, yeah, snacks, for instance, but also the monosize sugar uh, pouches or coffee, you know, the, the instant coffee pouches. They're, I mean, they that could all be made of uh, of yeah, that that kind of uh, compostable material because usually it's always a combination of plastic and, um, and and paper that then is composite and it can't be recycled right so um, yeah, so yeah. Bit... The, the mixing of um, materials is where it gets really tricky to recycle things um, and the packaging that I use it was actually invented by a UK company so it is okay. used in the UK and in some parts of Europe a bit more commonly and over there, they have it for things like chips. So they can actually seal oh, chips and gas flush chips into this okay. kind of packaging. Um, so I think snack food is one of the worst areas for packaging, really. Everything's, you know, portion sized oh. and mini packs within bigger packs. So this is kind of one of the worst areas and something that really needs to be addressed. But there's no reason why those businesses that are doing, yeah, single serve instant coffee chips uh obviously muesli bars and sure. snacks and that kind of thing they can all use this packaging yeah 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 i think there can be really a wide application with as you said with with dry uh, products um i mean i can think of really many that you know we consume and i, I try and either go either you go you know plastic free so you would buy it maybe in bulk but it's not applicable to a lot of the brands that are out there so you see i think that's um ultimately the manufacturer of those brands that might want to then transition to this type of packaging you know in the next in the next years is that is that i guess where you see the future of i'm talking here about you know you know packaging because i think that's really most relevant to what you're doing and you know how you are really innovative in this space but do you see the future of packaging moving in that direction moving to more compostable or what other solutions could there could there be Definitely. I think 
home compostable packaging is definitely the future of the snack industry. Yeah. Um, yeah. The technology already exists, so brands can already be using it. They can already be making the switch. Uh, for me, the biggest barrier that I see is just the consumer demand. People really right. need to vote with their dollars, you know? Um, everything people buy is telling producers what they want. And if tomorrow every single person decided to stop buying anything that was in plastic, overnight every business would transition away from plastic and the problem would be solved you know i mean that would have an adjustment period for sure but but that's what it is going to take it's really going to take more and more people moving away from things in plastic and we've already started to see that uh i think it was on my facebook feed yesterday i got a promoted ad uh, from a water balloon company that are now advertising green water balloons that are made of recycled plastic. Really? <laughs> yeah, and, and recyclable in uh, soft plastics. So that's kind of hilarious and shows that this kind of thing is entering the mainstream. It is entering people's consciousness. And over the last couple of years, we've seen the issues with our recycling industry. You know, I think a lot of people up until really recently have thought, oh, well, as long as it's recyclable or as long as I keep recycling, it's fine. And, you know, they put their yeah. bins out every week and somebody takes them away and they go away to this magical place that they don't have to think <laughs> about it. Um, but all the stories on the news of all the piles of recycling and all the shipping containers of rubbish being sent back to us from overseas, I think a lot of people weren't aware that that was even happening. So, yeah. you know, I think over the last two or three years, it, it, it is becoming more mainstream, this, this consciousness of the waste crisis that we're in. I think, you know, people just weren't aware of it before. So yeah. hopefully that shows that things will change. Yeah. And I think they are changing slowly. I think they can be accelerated though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you touched upon a, a really good point also of... Uh, um, I mean, obviously there are, there are solutions out there to, to plastics, right? I mean, recycling and the government obviously helps with, with all these, but then there's also a personal responsibility. I think that we can all take for the waste that we produce in, in a way. Right. So if we're mindful of, okay, um, you know, that, that wrapping and, and we decide consciously, okay, I want to try and avoid that wrapping or I want to still have that wrapping, but I want it to be, uh, you know, disposed of correctly, so I'm sure that it's, you know, it's not harming the planet, then I think that's also a personal responsibility that we should all um, take on ourselves. And I think that awareness, uh, I don't know how you feel about it, but I feel that awareness is growing and people seem to be more and more conscious of the actions and the repercussions, I guess, of their actions as well. Yeah, definitely. I think people are becoming more aware of the supply chain as well yeah. and just just because they don't get the plastic at their end doesn't mean that it didn't exist. You know, um, I've seen a lot of people becoming more aware of, okay, I'm buying at a bulk food store, but how did the product arrive to the bulk food store? Yeah. Uh, and that kind of thing, because I've actually been turned down by bulk stores in the past that I've approached the stock and they have said, asked me, can they get my product completely unpackaged and naked? Because the, the only products they sell are completely unpackaged. Yeah. And I said, well, for me to do that, 
you would have to have plastic dividers between all of the bars to stop them from sticking together. Right. I would have to send them to you in plastic to make, to make it food safe. Um, and they were fine with that. They weren't concerned about that as long as the end product looked unpackaged to the customer. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of issues there right. and there's a lot of greenwashing happening. Yeah. And I think, you know, that, that does come down to the education and people realizing that you can have something packaged that doesn't involve plastic. But products like mine are still so rare that that's not that's not really a thought. And I was disappointed by these uh, these naked stores that uh, responded to me because I, I said to them, this is a great talking point. If this is the only thing that's packaged in your entire store, people are going to question it and you can educate them and say, well, this is plastic-free packaging. It exists. It's home compostable. It's plant-based. And you can have that conversation. Um, but they didn't go for that. <laughs> well, I guess it's also maybe a matter of time, right? Uh, like you said, maybe you're a pioneer with these conversations and we need sometimes more people to have those conversations for things to kind of, but I mean, it's good to initiate it. Uh, we have to start somewhere, right? So there has to be somebody like yourself who starts that new movement. And, and then uh, I think awareness policy builds and then you, you reach the tipping point where everyone uh, makes the change. So, um, you know, hopefully that's not too far away, I guess. Um, you, you, you talk about greenwashing, so maybe we can spend a little bit of time on that just, um, just to explain a bit more um, with our audience, you know, what's happening, you think, out there with regards to greenwashing and how can we, in a way, <laughs> it's a very tricky question, maybe so maybe it's difficult to answer because I don't have the answer myself either, but how can we navigate through all that greenwashing? You know, where, where do we find reputable sources? Um, yeah, well, how do you feel about all that? The thing that I've learned is you have to know the right question to ask. Yeah. When I was first looking for home compostable packaging, I was searching different suppliers. I approached quite a large supplier uh, because they claimed on their website to have home compostable packaging. Right. And I started going through the process of getting quotes from them, uh, you know, figuring out what that would, that would look like, minimum orders, everything like that. Um, while I was still figuring that out, I found who I ended up going with, my current packaging supplier. Yeah. Uh, and they said to me, we're the only supplier of home compostable packaging in Australia. <laughs> and I said, okay, well, I've been talking to these other people. <laughs> so what's going on there? Like, are you lying or are they lying? Basically, uh, not in so many words. Uh, but he said, go and ask them about their adhesives and ask them about their certification. And so when I went back to them and asked those questions, suddenly, oh, well, yeah, uh, it's not certified and our adhesive, oh. And they backed down really quickly and, and kind of, it, it turned out that their adhesives are plastic-based, they're petroleum-based adhesives, right. and they are not certified by the ABA. And uh, it ended up they had to take down those claims from their website. Right. Um, because their stuff is not home compostable. Yeah. It's yeah. home compostable <laughs> films stuck together. And okay. uh, there's 
unfortunately a couple of Victorian businesses that I know that are using their packaging and I know that because they have photos of them on their website um, and they're claiming to have uh, compostable they don't they don't claim home compostable they claim compostable uh, packaging but if you look on their packaging they actually have a disclaimer this needs to be taken to a commercially composting facility this is not home compostable um, so yeah it's really tricky you kind of have to read the fine print yeah um, at the moment because the industry is so small I can basically name every single business in Australia that's using home compostable packaging yeah. uh, it's not that many <laughs> so when a new one pops up or when I see something you know somebody claiming to have home compostable packaging I can actually suss out or I can ask them who's your supplier and if they tell me I know whether it is or isn't sure um, but for, but for general people, the question to ask is about the certification. Okay. So my packaging is certified by the ABA, which is yep. the Australian Plastics Association. Yeah. And it's certified to be home compostable. So that is a whole process that they need to do tests. They have to see how many it breaks down in. Uh, it needs to break down in less than 26 weeks, I think it is to be eligible and it needs to only contain plant-based um, products. Well, so yeah. the inks that I use are vegetable and soy-based right. inks. Okay, fantastic. Um, there's, no, there's no laminate, the adhesives is all plant-based, is 100% plant-based. Yeah, so it's not just about actually the breaking down, it's also about the lack of chemicals, right? So it's all a natural dye basically, or plant-based dye. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the bio, biodegradable plastics, if you see biodegradable plastics, that is usually plastic that they've added uh, microbes so that it breaks down, but some of those break down into microplastics. Right. Which is obviously really probably, probably, bad. Yeah, sure. And sure. probably even worse than just a normal piece of plastic. Um, so those those types of biodegradable plastics have been banned in a lot of places yeah not in australia um so it's yeah yeah it's checking the uh, terminology it's checking the certification um i actually don't have the aba logo logo on my packaging because i got the packaging so early that the certification actually hadn't gone through yet <laughs> So it doesn't have the certification on the packet, uh, but it is certified and I, you know, I can show people the certification if they want. Um, but that's the important question to right. ask is, is, okay. is it okay. yeah. Yeah, I think that's very good to know because uh, I think with all this information that's out there, and this is not just with regards to, here we're talking about packaging in this case, but also with a lot of other issues around the environment and sustainability it's sometimes really difficult to navigate. So it's great that there is a certification that can help people really, um, you know, have, let's say, certainty of the fact that they're purchasing a product with compostable, home compostable packaging. So um, that's really good to, good to know. Um, I guess, um, yeah, I mean, what are some of the, I guess, challenges you might've, you know, faced, um, Know, setting up the business or what are some challenges you're facing today? I mean, we spoke about some of them with regards to, you know, maybe more people taking on or starting to use home compostable so we can reach the tipping point. Any other challenges that uh, 
that you you're facing you might want to share yeah my biggest challenge at the moment has probably just been the first one the first business <laughs> that's i mean it's kind of uh, a double double edge is, is that the right uh, term it's it's, it's got first one okay yeah um i've gotten a lot of attention and a lot of um you know media and stuff like that for being the first but then there's also all the drawbacks that come with that like the lack of education people yeah. not understanding um what it is or not knowing it exists or uh yeah there's still a long way to go in in educating people yeah. about um and yeah i'm a, approached a lot by um, even eco awards and stuff, but they don't have a category for me because there's <laughs> so no other, you know, zero waste and carbon neutral food businesses. There's a lot of keep cups and, you know, homewares and, and stuff like that. But uh, I have been the only business in my category for a really long time. So that's got its pros and cons, sure. but that's sure. probably been the hard thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully, you know, um, after today, we can also spread a bit more the word <laughs> and, and more and more people become you know, familiar with the, these possibilities that they might not be aware of today and uh, they might choose you know, your products or you know, you know, they will, they'll be more mindful around the plastic and the plastic waste and what options there are around that. Um, I guess you already maybe answered this, this question, but uh, what, what do you think uh, we as individuals, you know, like the, uh, can really do to to have an impact whenever when it comes to this and of course one suggestion would be to buy your products if you're looking for snacks of course but um anything else you can maybe you know recommend um, for people that don't really know where to start but they maybe want to start to have an impact on uh, all around their plastic waste the first thing that i always suggest is people do a waste audit yeah uh, and and have a look at really what they're throwing away yeah. uh, because it's really easy to throw things in the bin and take the bins out and just forget about it. Um, but one thing that I've committed to over the last few years is every plastic free July, I save up all of my business waste and take a photo of it at the end of the month so people Fantastic. really see what I'm throwing away um, because my products are zero waste and I'm trying to be a zero waste business, but obviously zero is uh, quite impractical. So sure. I like to show, show people what, what I mean by zero waste business, how much waste I'm actually making um, as a whole business. And that leads to a lot of things um, that you might not think of doing otherwise. So last year, I noticed that the bulk of my waste, probably 90% of my waste, was packing tape from deliveries from other suppliers. Right. So right. I sell compost bins at farmers markets as well, alongside my products, to make sure people have a system to be dealing with my cool. wrappers. Yeah. Um, and I source them from a family business in New South Wales. They're all made, designed in Australia, recycled plastics. Uh, but the packing tape on their deliveries was the bulk of my waste. Right. So I sent them an email and gave them some suggestions on cellulose packing tape, um, degradable packing tape, paper packing tape, um, a few different options and said, uh can you make the switch because you know this is a 
contributing a lot of waste to my business and I'm trying to be zero waste. And they said, yeah, they had never thought about it before. Great. Um, wasn't even, didn't even cross their mind. Uh, so they said, you know, we'll run out of what we've got and then we'll choose one of these to make the switch. They sent me an email when they'd made the change and then that was, you know, a lot of my waste cut down. Fantastic. So I probably wouldn't have thought of doing that until it was collecting all of my waste and seeing it all in one place and going, well, hang on, most of this is from this one source and changing that. Yeah. Because everyone's going to use different things. Everyone's got a different lifestyle. You know, some people, uh, if they start looking at what they're wasting, they might realise that they're, you know, drinking a lot of takeaway coffees and they keep forgetting sure. to take the cup or maybe they keep forgetting to take a water bottle with them and they've got a heap of water bottles um, or, you know, juice bottles or something like that. Um, those aren't problems that I have personally. So, you know, it's going to be an individual basis, but looking at what you're throwing in the bin before you throw it in the bin is the first step to cutting that down yeah. because you need to know where your waste is coming yeah. from. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, to your point, you maybe identify the kind of the number one culprit, right? So what you have most of, which might be water bottles or, you know, pasta, I'm thinking of pasta packaging as well can be one or, you know, like it's straws or these things. And then you start to cut down and, um, either re reduce them completely or, you know, or uh, switch to something reusable or that's another possibility. So, uh, no, I think that's a great, uh, a great suggestion to, to start there because yeah, until you realize what the problem is, then you don't really know where to, where to start. Great. Yeah, um, I guess, is there, um, from your end, is there anything else you might want to, you know, uh, suggest or um, share with our audience? I think the most important thing is just that realization that every dollar you spend is a vote for the world that you want to see. Yeah. That is, it comes into almost every day of our lives, what we're supporting and we support things by buying them and giving our money to them. So, um, you know, I've had people come up to me at markets or expos and go, oh, why isn't everyone doing this? Why, why don't other people have this packaging? And I'm like, well, I kind of can't answer that. I'll try and answer that and have a whole <laughs> conversation with them. And it doesn't happen often, but it's happened to me a couple of times where I'll have these huge conversations with people and they'll go, oh, yeah, more people should be doing this and just walk away and not buy any of my stuff. Not, you know, and I'm thinking put your money where your mouth is and support these businesses yeah. because this is why more businesses like mine don't exist because the support just isn't there for them yeah. yet. So that's the most important thing for me is that people really put their money where their mouth is and, and support the, not just businesses, but whether it might be um, volunteering for different organizations or, you know, it's not necessarily a money thing. It can be a time thing sure. or even, um, you know, for me, when people share my page with their friends or tag their friends in my posts, you know, that doesn't cost you anything, but it spreads the word and it, and it starts that education and lets people know that there are businesses 
that are zero waste and carbon neutral and, and doing this kind of stuff. Um, and then that shows people what is possible and, and causes them to ask more from other businesses. Yeah, yeah. And I guess also that's, yeah, you, you know, that, that's how also, yeah, you support the businesses and then that's how also you can make a change, right? Because you'll see more businesses in that space grow and, um, yeah, to your point, you know, then, then, you know, there's more scale, there's more opportunity. And I think more, yeah, then we'll start to see more, maybe, you know, the, the world that we want to, that we want to see basically. So um, I think that's a really good, uh, good suggestion. Um, great. Uh, well, it's, it's been really a, a pleasure to, to have you on board. And um, thanks very much you know, for sharing uh, you know, your insight, your knowledge and your beautiful story with us as well. Oh, thank you so much. It's been so fun talking to you. I love talking about this stuff. I could just talk all day. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. We can we could talk about it. It's it's an infinite, I think, a topic, but it's so relevant and uh, it's so important, I think, to today's world. And um, you know, uh, we as individuals, going back to what we said a bit earlier, can all make an impact. And uh, you know, and it, it doesn't have to be perfect we don't have to live a zero waste lifestyle which might be like you said very impractical very complicated but starting somewhere uh, you know and then and then building on that i think is, is already very powerful and uh, seeing your waste reduce uh, is, is you know great accomplishment and if more people are doing it then we can have a really huge impact on on the planet so um yeah thanks again for sharing all of that with us absolutely thanks for having me Thanks for tuning into our podcast. We hope you enjoyed the talk and got a lot out of it. A big thank you also to our guest speakers. Stay tuned for more sustainable talks and tips. Bye for now.